On this episode of Rev Hang, Ben and I talk about the Mexican Grand Prix. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rev Hang. I'm your host, Nathan Nebu, and alongside me today is my fellow gearhead and co-host, Ben Bagley. How's it going, Ben? Just braving the rain. Oh, yes. It has been very rainy the last couple days. You it's see, it's, uh, soggy. it's supposed to snow here next week. Uh, in the valley? Yeah, in the valley. What? I know, it's like you, you moved away from the high desert, hoping to get away from that, but no. Well, I actually, I, that works for me. I missed the snow. It snowed earlier this week in Klamath Falls, and I was a little jealous of that. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I missed the snow, too. Having lived in Montana for a couple of years, uh, that was one of my favorite parts. I don't think it's supposed to stick much, but, um, you know, <laughs> still going to snow a little bit. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this is not a weather, weather channel podcast or anything like that. This is a Formula One podcast, primarily, I guess, at this point. Um, especially today we only have formula one to talk about there haven't been any other series uh we only actually have one more race in the moto gp series and that is coming up on sunday november 6th um so we'll be going over that next episode uh this episode is coming out a little bit late we kind of had some scheduling problems this week uh both of us had a lot going on so uh it's about a week late but that's okay uh, we'll be back in a week for Brazil, and hopefully on our normal-ish schedule. <laughs> We're still faster than the FIA. Yep, yep, exactly. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, anyway, the Formula One Mexican Grand Prix was this week, and uh, we saw... Wait, well, there was quite the build-up. I thought it was going to be a very good race, based it on free practices. Um. Yeah, <laughs> qualifying was exciting. <laughs> uh, let's let's go over qualifying real quick. We'll go over the top ten. Uh, it was Verstappen at first, followed by Russell and Hamilton, and Perez and Sainz running off the top five. And then six through ten was Bottas, Leclerc, Norris, Alonso, and Ocon. Valtteri Bottas in P six. What a performance for him in qualifying! Screaming, absolutely. So, getting into the race, Verstappen got the best start off the line um, and was in front coming into coming out of turn one. And uh, Hamilton was also, he also had a good start and was able to get past Russell into turn one to take second place. Perez followed uh, Hamilton through past Russell, basically, into turn four, promoting him into third. After that, Verstappen just gapped the field and managed it for the rest of the race, as we've seen so many times already this year. Um, Danny Ricardo was the standout driver this week. He dropped a few bit, few positions at the beginning of the race, but quickly started to make his way through the field, overtaking everybody in his way, uh, and making it look pretty easy. It was so nice to see Danny Rick have a good week. Finally. Finally, right. Uh, on lap 13, Pierre Gasly and Lance Stroll collided going into turn four. Gasly was able to take the position and was give, but he was he was given a five second penalty um, for forcing another driver off the track, and uh, he was given that instead of being forced to give the position back, which I wasn't a huge fan of. But um, they waited so long to <laughs> to award him that penalty that it by the time they figured out what they wanted to do, he was already long down the road. Thank you, FIA. Very cool. Yep. 
thanks for being nice and snappy with it, as always. <laughs> uh, Red Bull had a big gamble this week in their pit stops. It looked like they were going to go for the two-stop, but they decided to pit the pit belt drivers for mediums, which I guess was in accordance with the two-stop, but they ended up going to the end of the race, both drivers on the mediums. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Uh, very good tire management from both Max and Checo. Mercedes went with the safer option, putting the hards on uh, for the one-stop race, but the hards really never came to them. Uh, they never could really get in that perfect temperature window and switch on the tires, so they kind of were just nowhere after that pit stop. Yeah, the medium tires definitely seem to be the best-performing tire of the season. For sure. They seem to just last way longer than they should, almost to the point where it's not worth going to hards, which it, it seems no car this year works well on. Right, and for some reason the hards, like, it doesn't ma- doesn't seem to matter which track it is, the hards are just way too slow to be viable. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, I don't know if it's going to get better, because uh, they've been testing the new tire compounds for next year in uh, Free Practice 2 in the United States and Mexico. And those tires, I think, are the hards for next year, and they're like three and a half seconds off the pace. Now, yeah, I was watching some of those free practices. The drivers just looked like they had zero grip. Absolutely no grip. They were sliding everywhere, which was exacerbated by Mexico because that track is just slippery already. Um, But even the U.S., they were sliding all over the track and uh, just couldn't switch the tires on. So I don't know if Pirelli's going to make any big changes before next year. I, I would imagine they'll make some. Um, but if the tires are really that bad next year, plus they're weaning off the the tire blankets and um, lowering the, the temperature that they can be next year, and then I think eventually they're going to get rid of them completely, uh, tires are going to be really interesting <laughs> in the next couple of years. Yeah, they're kind of riding a fine balance between making the races more entertaining and challenging and helping the cars go a little faster on the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I think the FIA just went to Pirelli and said, just just chaos, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take um, everything and subtract 10% off. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> On lap 51, Danny Ricardo sent it down the inside of Yuki Tsunoda into turn 6, but made contact with him and ended up ending Tsunoda's race. Uh, because of that, Ricardo was given a 10-second penalty, which I think is probably about fair. Um, yeah, when we say contact, uh, what's meant is he drove over <laughs> Tsunoda's tires in order to gain position. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> It was, it, was, it was impressive. It was an IndyCar move for sure. Absolutely an IndyCar move. Uh, wink, wink. Yeah, Robin's racing, I guess. Or slamming, I guess. But uh, <laughs> not not the best driving from Danny Ricardo. But he more than made up for it later in the race, overtaking even more people. I think he overtook three or four people after that. And then gapped them by 10 seconds and uh, was able to finish the race with the penalty without losing any positions. So, absolute absolute stunning race from Danny Ricardo. Really good to see. On lap 65, Fernando Alonso pulled off the track into turn one because his engine blew up. More problems at Alpine for Fernando Alonso. It's official. 52 engine. 
He is yeah. the unluckiest man in Formula One history. <laughs> he and Carlos Sainz, like both the Spaniards, have just been having awful seasons this year. Yeah, it's it's been it's been tough. Because uh, I mean, like if you look at the standings and the championship right now, Fernando's a couple points behind Acon. But if you look at the actual races, Fernando's been miles ahead of Acon most of the time. Uh, and it's just like he's gotten these really unlucky DNFs that have, you know, messed up his season. But I think he's he he'd probably have another fifty or sixty points by now if if he didn't have those luck problems. He'd probably be in a fight with uh, Lando Norris for P seven in the championship, if I were to guess. But that's all speculation. <laughs> Uh, French so, reliability, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something we make fun of a lot. Of course, Max Verstappen was able to finish the race over 15 seconds ahead of Lewis Hamilton in P2, and George Russell took the fastest lap. And the driver of the day went to Daniel Ricciardo, deservedly so. Man, if only I had picked that from the beginning. <laughs> right, I think I chose Ricciardo in U.S. and then I felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> after after what happened that I switched to Norris for Mexico and then it ended up being Ricardo so um anyway the results of the race uh on the podium was Verstappen, Hamilton and Perez 4 and 5 were Russell and Sainz 6 through 10 was Leclerc, Ricardo, Ocon, Norris and Bottas 11 through 15 was Gasly, Albon, Joe, Vettel and Stroll 16 through 18, rounding off the finishers were Schumacher, Magnussen, and Latifi. And then we had two DNFs this race, and they were Fernando Alonso, who had an engine failure, and Yuki Sonoda, who got honey badgered. PM. Patent <laughs> Yep. Um, so, uh, not not the most exciting race, in my opinion. I think uh, you No, just... definitely some mixed opinions out there. Yeah. I, In my opinion, like I said at the start, it was fine it was one of the most races ever <laughs> it was one of the most races <laughs> uh, definitely one of them yeah it was a race um i i was a little disappointed i don't think there was too much action i know some people liked it uh it's kind of mixed opinions I and mean, there was there was some action in the midfield i'll say and it was a lot of fun to watch Jenny ricardo but up at the front it was like just max was 15 seconds down the road for pretty much the whole race and uh you yeah. I mean lewis kind of reeled him in a little bit towards the end but not not with any sort of um real real threats of verstappen i think max was probably just managing his tires more than anything um yeah yeah the main thing i liked from this race was sergio perez podium mexico yep finally just like last year. I, I, yeah, that was Just one like thing. we were all waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was actually funny. The It was the exact same podium as last year. Same order and everything. <laughs> Just a little was bit. It really? Yeah. It was uh, last year in Mexico was Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez on the podium. <laughs> so The more things change, the more they see it the same. <laughs> yeah. It's been a little bit of a different <laughs> season, though. I'd say. Very um, different road to get here. Right. And speaking of which, Max Verstappen broke the single-season win record at 14 wins in a single season. Uh, a lot of people say that even though he broke the record, it's not quite as good as Schumacher and Vettel's record at 13 because he has a lower win percentage because there's more 
more races in the seasons nowadays than there were before. Uh, one thing about that, uh, he actually does currently have a higher win percentage than Sebastian Vettel's record. And if he wins the next two and final two races of the season, he will surpass Schumacher's win percentage record as well. Yeah, and you can always add more and more qualifiers to, you know, shift whoever, whichever driver you want to be at the top of that particular statistic as needed. Exactly. Yeah, you can you can manipulate data to really say whatever you want to. Yeah, uh, just watch an NBA game and you'll, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people are always going to say that Schumacher was the best ever. Some people say Senna, some people say Vettel, some people say Hamilton. Uh, I mean, it's all, all subjective and, um, but I, I, it's still, it's still very impressive to win 14 races in a season regardless. Very much so. Yeah. So I don't think you can really take that from Max. Um, but let's go over the championship standings real quick. Uh, I mean, not much has changed. Verstappen you won. Let's go over second place standings. Yeah, second place. Perez jumped over Leclerc. He is now ahead by five points. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> Everything else stays yeah. the same. Uh, in the team's championship, the constructors, McLaren has closed the gap to Alpine even more. So now they are only seven points down. So anything could happen going into the last two races of the season, which is very exciting. Aston Martin is still pretty close to Alfa Romeo. Um, and then we I think I can actually it. see Aston Martin catching Alfa Romeo based on their performance these past few races. I can see that too. And then it'll be interesting to see if either of the Haas or Alfa Tori cars score points for the rest of the year. Um, because they're only separated by one point at the moment. So that will be another interesting battle. And then there's Williams in 10th. <laughs> Us really needs that eighth place spot. Oh they, yes. Did they come in tenth last season or ninth? No, that was definitely tenth. They didn't score tenth? any points last season. Yeah, because Williams got like an point. Yeah, they got one or one or two. Or no, actually, they got a few points because they got because George Russell scored. He got ninth in Hungary, and Latifi got tenth, I think. Or no, Latifi got eighth. That's right, because Russell's first points with Williams was also the first time Latifi beat him in a race. <laughs> oh, I remember now. Yeah. Wow. Um, so they got <laughs> they got Spa. they got probably yeah. yeah, and then Spa where they would have picked up quite a few. They probably got about twenty points last season, if I were to guess. That's, uh, that's a lot more than I remembered, but. Right. Yeah, Haas really needs to get something better than 10th this season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it looks like they're going to get 9th at the very least. Unless Williams wins a race, which... <laughs> go go <laughs> Tiffy with the exclamation point at the end of his career. Could you imagine if Williams scores the points to shunt Haas back under 10th? <laughs> that would be so tragic. <laughs> oh, Gunter Steiner would not, <sighs> not be having it. <laughs> Um, so moving on to the overtake of the week, uh, we're actually oh moving outside of F1 for this one into a series we have not given an overtake of the week or really talked about it all this year. And that is NASCAR. So <laughs> this week at Martinsville, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't watch NASCAR. It does not interest me in the slightest. I mean, I probably would if I got into it, but I just, I have no interest right now. Uh, but they were racing at Martinsville this week. Uh, short track, short asphalt track, and uh, Ross Chastain, on the last lap into the last turn, 
<laughs> decided to pull the ultimate eye racing move and ride the wall with the throttle wide open. He it looks like it looks like a video game. Like you, if you haven't seen the video, just Google Ross Chastain NASCAR pass or wall ride or something like that, and you'll find it. It won't be very hard to find. Uh, it's actually crazy. He he overtook over half the field and made it into P four, which advanced him into the playoffs. So yeah, definitely look up the uh, the in car radio for each driver that witnessed it too. <laughs> that was so funny. That was hilarious. They're like, what? <laughs> What, what that was the cool? Even the guys getting past, like that was the coolest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, absolute. I don't even know, man. I didn't. I didn't think that could work in real life. I mean, you see it in video games all the time because because video game physics. But like, what? Those new gen NASCARs are just absolute tanks, and yeah. you can see. Uh, he absolutely went just wide open throttle into that wall yeah he set a the, he set a lap record pretty sure oh i didn't even think about that pretty he sure definitely would have set. yeah he definitely would have set a lap record i didn't even think about that that's so funny yeah i think he was the fastest lap that race by a full second or something and what's crazy is the car wasn't even destroyed after that like it probably wasn't super drivable i would imagine the toe on the wheels was probably a little messed up the suspension was a little out of alignment yeah but uh like the car wasn't destroyed <laughs> it was yeah like he made it back to the pitch just fine um oh, it's just absurd absolutely crazy i highly recommend you go over check oh, go check out that overtake if you have not seen it yet uh never seen anything like it in real life <laughs> yeah um and we will likely never see anything like that again because yeah. <laughs> nascar d- does not like that no they are almost certainly going to outlaw that going forward and Chastain has already stated that he's not going to do that in the playoffs <laughs> so um yeah <laughs> that's probably a once in a lifetime thing uh yeah. definitely will probably go down in in NASCAR history um on it'll be on a top 10 overtake list for probably the next 50 years um yeah somebody put Ross Chastain in a Formula One car <laughs> yeah you thought Ricardo's pass was bad on Sunoda oh man <laughs> I want to see an IndyCar do that at the 500 next year. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, man, that would be that would not end the same way. I guarantee. No, that would um, be terrible. But anyway, moving out of the pit stop championship for this week. Um, again, just so you guys know, our pit stops uh, for this this season have been measured from the time the driver enters the pits to the time the driver leaves the pits um, at the timing lines. Uh, instead of the just regular stationary box time. Uh, I did, however, I know I was talking about this a little last episode, I did find a website that lists all of the uh, pit box time itself, and so next season we will be using that because I think that's a lot more fun than just doing the the cumulative time. Um, A little bit more representative of the team's uh, accomplishments. Um, so, in this one, this week, we had Charles Leclerc with the fastest pit stop from pit entry to exit. Notably, Daniel Ricciardo was second in this uh, in this measurement. However, he did get the fastest stationary time of the season. The first sub-two-second pit stop of the season at 1.98 seconds. Awesome Wait, stuff. Really? Yeah. Did you not, did you not see this, that? 
I missed that. Yeah, Dana Ricardo had a 1.98 second pit stop this this. Oh week. my gosh. Yep. So McLaren were on it, absolutely on it, and then I think Norris's pit stop was like 2.2 something. So two very fast pit stops. I don't know why Lando is so far down on the list from entry to exit. But um, yeah, so the top 10 were Leclerc, Ricardo, Ocon, Tsunoda, Verstappen, Vettel, Norris, Russell, Stroll, and Alonso. So McLaren takes the lead of the uh, DHL fastest pit stop sh- um, competition, I guess. Uh, so they won't wow, get the award for that. that is not something I saw coming. Yeah, they'll get the award for that at the end of the season unless Red Bull responds in the next two races, which is entirely possible. Red Bull, bring back the 1.8 second pit stop, you <laughs> yeah, cowards. There we go. Can't wait. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's really cool. I mean, it's only been, what, a year and a half since the new regs, and we're already back down under two seconds, so it's only going to get faster and faster from here. That's what um, I'd like to see. Yeah, Absolutely. So pit stop championship standings, drivers championship, nothing has changed. Perez has still very much won the championship. Um, really close uh, battle for third though between Gasly and Sonoda, who are separated by just one point. Um, let's see what else. Not not too much else of interest. Uh, let's look at the constructors. Everybody's pretty spread out. Looks like McLaren and Aston Martin might be the only fight going into... Oh, no, Ferrari Ferrari and Aston Martin. So there's there's still a battle for third, it looks like. McLaren needs to do really well, though, in the next couple races to get that third place. Um, but we'll see. So next up is our predictions for the Mexican Grand Prix. I'll go over mine first, uh, just to remind everybody of the top five that actually occurred. It was Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez, Russell, and Sainz. My predictions for this race were Perez, Verstappen, Hamilton, Russell, and Sainz, with my dark horse as Lando Norris. You know, I was doing so well last time. I was feeling pretty good. I got nothing on this one. I had Hamilton, Perez, Verstappen, Sainz, Leclerc with strolls by Dark Horse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that was me last week. I know how it feels. Um, I got, I will say, I got fourth and fifth correct. And I actually got the entire top five drivers right. I just got the top three in the wrong order. Yeah, yeah, I had top three in wrong order, so I'll take that. Yeah, and I did get the fastest lap correct. Yes, you did. Yep, uh, fastest lap went to George Russell this week, and that was what you guessed last week. Um, I guessed Max Verstappen. That didn't happen. It almost happened, but Russell decided to pit at the end of the race for soft tires to grab that fastest lap. Um, as usual. Yep, as usual. <laughs> I can't wait for Mercedes to do that and then botch a pit stop and lose like three positions because of it. Oh my god. <laughs> it's going to bite him one day. Um, but anyway, driver of the day went to Danny Ricardo this week. Neither of us saw that coming. <laughs> you at least saw a McLaren driver. I did. I did side Landon. I, uh, I thought it was going to be Lando Norris, but uh, it was not, even though Norris did have a pretty good race. Yeah, and I, I really thought Perez was going to be a shoe in, but... Uh... Yeah, after watching Ricciardo's race, it, I'm, yeah, it makes sense that it wasn't. Yeah, that's who I voted for. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on to the Brazilian Grand Prix. 
uh, next uh, next week. And uh, why don't you go over your top five first, Ben? Oh boy. Okay. I know I keep beating this horse, but Hamilton has to win a race at some point, and if he is, <laughs> it's going to be in Brazil. That's He's true. He's going to Brazil, and he has to win a race. So I have Hamilton followed by Verstappen. I got Russell in third, and then I have Perez and Sainz, and I have Joe as my dark horse because I need my boy to have a good race at some point. Okay. Let's let's hope for that Joe P five. <laughs> that would be uh, really Joe points. Joe points. There you go. Joe and points. Yeah, he could use some. He's had a rough season. Like he hasn't been bad. Like he's just kind of not in the best car. No, um, but he's been pretty close to Bottas for most of the year. I remember when Alfa Romeo's car looked super fast. Yeah, in the first race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In, in pretty practice. much only the first race, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Bottas was actually flying this week. He was he was pretty quick. Yeah. I don't. Did he score points? Uh, I think he. Mm. He got tenth, so he scored a point. Yeah. Yes. I know he qualified sixth, but he dropped back pretty quickly. Um. Anyway, my top five predictions for this uh this race, I have Verstappen winning. Uh, that just seems like the most logical choice to me. But I, I honestly hope Hamilton wins a race this season. I, I, I really want him to continue his streak of winning a race in every season he competes in. I think yeah. that would be the, the coolest, coolest thing uh, to have next to your name. Um, so I have Verstappen winning, Leclerc second, Sainz third, Hamilton fourth, and Perez fifth, with my dark horse being Sebastian Vettel. And I think that's absolutely reasonable. Vettel's been really kind of perking up recently. Yeah, that's that's my reasoning there. Is Vettel's been driving super aggressively, super well, putting that car where it shouldn't really be. Um, and even the car itself does look like it's getting a little bit faster because even Stroll is starting to pick up his game a little bit. Yep. So that's uh, that's my reasoning there. I do think it's going to be a Ferrari 2-3 because I think the Ferraris are going to do well at this track. It's kind of more of a... Uh, downforce track than the other ones um so we'll see we will absolutely see and then uh we'll talk about how uh how horribly our predictions went wrong next week <laughs> uh, yeah but for fastest lap i uh, i said leclerc and i have verstappen okay and then driver of the day i went oh we both went with lewis hamilton it looks like yeah like i said he has to Hamilton is going to Brazil. Hamilton and Brazil, it seems like Perez in Mexico. Like, they yes. love Lewis over there. So, Which might just mean another Danny Ricciardo throughout their day. Yeah, let's say, yeah, maybe. We'll see. Danny Rick uh, flying through the field with the, maybe he'll get the rocket ship Mercedes engine that we saw last, last season. Oh, man. <laughs> um,. But anyway, uh, before we wrap this up, Ben, do you have any words of wisdom for the wonderful people in the audience? Ladies and gentlemen, the lesson of day today is equity. Invest. You want physical things that you can hold, things that, while they may depreciate, you will always have the physical value of what they represent, be it a car, be it a house, be it 200 grams of silver that you have buried in your backyard. Get as much equity as you can and hold on to it because the end will come. 
And what it does, we've all played Fallout. Start collecting bottle caps, have something that you can trade to get cool guns, a dog, and like a nice settlement in the middle of nowhere. There you go. <laughs> Good advice. Go out and buy your Pokemon cards, kids. <laughs> Great investment right there. <laughs> oh, no. value like nothing else. <laughs> 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 I can still have some of the attic, actually. I'm waiting yeah. for those to be worth big bucks one day. I'm growing my MTG collection slowly but surely. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> thank you everybody so much for listening to this episode of Rev Hang. It's been a short one, but if you enjoyed it, leave a like or rating on the platform you listen to on because it really helps us out. If you'd like to follow our thoughts and opinions on the motorsport world, uh, just follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RevHangMedia. If you have any thoughts or questions about racing or even about us, post a tweet at hashtag RevHangPodcast and we may feature your question on the next show. I check it every week. We would absolutely love to interact with you guys, so make sure you uh, reach out. You can follow Ben on Instagram at BenjiMeetsWorld and or myself at 2N underscore squared. While you're at it, go check out our website, RevHang.com, where you can find a calendar of upcoming races, updated standings for the series we talk about, and our terribly, terribly incorrect predictions for the F1 season. We'll return in a week, uh, approximately at this point, to talk about the Brazilian Grand Prix in Sao Paulo. But until then, I have been Nathan. And I'm Ben. Thanks for hanging out. See you guys.